0: There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. This is your first time to the show. Welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. I am thrilled. You know I love traveling around the world. This time I'm going, I think, literally around the world from Santa Barbara, California, where we broadcast, to Hyderabad uh, in India to talk to Vipin and Vivek, who are the co-organizers of TEDx Hyderabad. Guys, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be on it. Thank you. Look forward to this.
0: Tell me how you heard about the show and and how we, we got you on today.
1: Well, um, I, I, I believe I, I was uh, at it was one of uh, the TEDs that I was attending, and uh, I, I believe we met probably, uh, but I, uh, I don't think. Uh, oh, was it all, a,
0: was it TED Fest in New York?
1: Um,
0: probably not, maybe. But I heard about
1: the show uh, among our uh, uh, TEDx circles and uh, what really came to my mind is, this is such a wonderful way of sharing stories from around the world and uh, learning from each other's experiences and um, uh, that is where i reached out to you on facebook i said hey uh, mark we're here uh, would you like to hear our story
0: oh there we go thank you thank you for i love facebook for for making those kinds of connections so tell tell the listener a little bit about you guys and why we have two of you on the show <laughs>
1: So, uh, well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a TED senior fellow. And in 2014, me and Vivek uh, found our entire team on Facebook. Like we found our entire TEDx team on Facebook. And uh, both of us uh, were actually planning to uh, uh, start up a community in our beautiful city that's 400 years old. And um, uh, Jay was very keen on having a community to, to build in this part of the country and um, and it was very interesting because uh, what started as a small Facebook post today has actually grown into a very strong team of 30 individuals, and uh, it's been a very fabulous and, and all of them are are friends now for life, uh, and they are no more strangers uh, but it's very fascinating how we all met on social media in 2014. yeah
2: it all started from like we mentioned a Facebook post that I saw, and I've been a very avid listener of TED Talks for many years, and then I saw this post saying, you know, the, our volunteers are needed for us to start a new activity in the lovely city of Hyderabad. And I said, okay, you know, initial reaction was a bit sceptic. I didn't know much about TEDx per se and how the whole organisation works. I knew about the talks, but I didn't know about the the rest of it. And then I said, okay, I'll reach out to Vipin. Met him, understood the whole ethos of what's going on behind, and then the wonderful journey started. Saying, "Okay, this is what we can do in our own small manner." And
0: I. Said, and what year was this? Uh,
2: this was two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. So Mark. four four years ago. So it was four years ago, yeah.
0: And Vipin, did I hear you say you're a TED senior fellow?
1: Uh, yes, Mark, I am. <laughs>
0: Okay, perfect. So what, um, how long, so senior fellow means more than six years. Is that correct?
1: No, well, actually I got into the fellowship in the year
0: 2009. So that's almost a decade ago. Okay. So yeah,
1: exactly. uh, I got the senior fellowship in 2012. So that's also almost six, six years, years yeah. ago. two thousand twelve.
0: So it's very possible we met in Vancouver or Long Beach or something like that. So, oh, perfect. So had had you guys um ever been to a TEDx before you decided to organize one?
1: Uh well, yes. Uh the first TEDx I can recall that I attended was uh, uh in Chicago um uh and oh, TEDx Midwest. Yes, TEDx Midwest. The year was 2009 again. Uh, uh, 2000 yeah, 2009 10 and um and it was it was it was wonderful. The experience was great, and um, that was way back. And but but uh, uh, the opportunity to be able to bring that experience, what you have at to your local community was, I think, the most powerful um, drive. I would say, uh, right? Uh, both for me and Vivek. So it was like you know, there's an opportunity for us to engage with our city and uh, what more than a platform uh, of of you know of sharing ideas worth spreading. So um, so. Yeah, there were, there were a few instances we did attend a few TEDx's before this, uh, Mark, before we... So Vipin did attend. For me, it wasn't. I hadn't
2: attended any TEDx event till I got engaged in this whole activity. So for me, the first event was which we organized, which was the live streaming of the TED event in uh, March 2015 after we came together in November.
0: So, um, uh, Vivek, that was the first time then I'm guessing you had ever seen, um, Ted from the main stage, but in a continuous stream. So you didn't see the edited talk. So, um, I, I have a, a distinct experience of that year, uh, cause we had streamed that year as well. We had taken a year off of our live event and, no one in the audience had ever seen, I call it free range Ted, yeah. but with all the mistakes, yes. you know, the water bottle drops and they forget their lines and all of those things. And they looked at me and goes, Oh my God, they didn't have any idea that that was what it was really like. So yes. I thought that's interesting. And yeah. I just remind our listener, You two look like your best friends, but you didn't know one another until that Facebook. Absolutely not. No clue about uh, him killing. (laughs) No clue at
1: all.
0: (laughs) No clue at all. (laughs) I love it. And and then everybody was recruited off of social media. So I'm, I'm, I, I just love that. Uh, I, I have a quick question. Yes. There's. We know what the mission of TED is, and we know what the mission of TEDx is. Do you have a different or a more expanded view of the mission for your TEDx?
2: So I was saying that our mission is to go beyond just being an event to create social impact using this community, and which is why we coined this whole thinkers, enablers, doers, one idea at a time, And the most critical piece is building a community of all of this, because if we have to create social impact, all three are very important. If we have just thinkers and no doers, nothing will happen. If we have just doers and no thinkers, again, nothing significant will happen. And we play the role of enabling that whole connection to happen between the two beautiful communities. Yeah.
0: Give me an example or give our listener example because there I've, I've heard this theme, this, you know, uh, someone called it ideas worth doing. Um, yeah, and yeah. so that that just kind of reminds me of this. Give me an example of, um, uh, an idea that started on the stage that has become something and that has affected a social yeah. impact. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so essentially we started the salon, uh, formats in the year 2015 mark. And uh, the very first salon that we did was uh, on civic responsibility, the year 2016. And we actually were facing an acute water shortage in our city. Uh, There was definitely an issue with water. And we actually took all the attendees, the 40 of them on a bus. It was the very first time TEDx was in a bus. We were in a moving Mm -hmm. bus, watching TEDx talks, uh, and then having these conversations at important parts of the city and we went actually to a dry lake bed one of the largest lakes in hyderabad dried up and then it was a hard hitting thing for the attendees to actually look we had decision makers of the city in the group uh, we had other people from the different communities in the particular uh, salon group and then we said we need to what do we do with with uh, this concept and from there one of the attendees uh, who's now one of our uh, core member kalpana She actually was very passionate about taking water conservation and restoration of lakes and water harvesting at a very large scale. And you won't believe it. Like fast forward three years down the lane, today Kalpana and her team, her army that has been raised from the TEDx Hyderabad community has garnered the support of the local government in a massive way, restored two lakes, and also has gone all out in promoting water harvesting across the city of Hyderabad, which for us was... Just an amazing revelation of how somebody with a passion of wanting to take an idea of what we had discussed in the TEDx salon went across the city to even the government actually putting this methodology as a mandate in their recent report on civic responsibility and water uh, uh, management across. So which was very, very encouraging for us. But of course, this is is just one story, I would say. Uh, of the many that are around, but it just reinforces our uh, commitment to to do better and, and to bring more uh, challenges and uh, stories like this to uh, the TEDx stage.
2: And just to add to what been said, we got, what the whole model has also done is emanating from TEDx Hyderabad, which was one community which went and did work to restore the lake, Now, around the lake, we've created a community. So there are roughly about 20,000 people who benefit out of that lake. And we've got those people together because our model is to hand the lake back to the community and for them to make that a sustainable model. So we've worked for the last two years and now there is a beautiful engagement of government, local community, some thought leaders who've come forward. And that lake has become the center
1: point for all of these communities living around the lake. Yeah, but Mark, I mean, I would probably request two more minutes if you don't mind. Just two minutes, I promise. But another very, very fascinating thing that happened was two of our speakers in the year 2015. One was a very respected agricultural scientist. He was the director of the Center for Sustainable Agriculture, uh, G.V. Ramajanepo. And he was one of the uh, speaker at our 2015 event. In the same event, we had a young budding filmmaker who would actually shoot social issues on his mobile phone. Right, He had no formal training, but he had this passion to <coughs> shoot short movies and kind of help raise awareness. What we didn't know was in the lunch break that day, right? both of them met and both of them found their common passion to be able to uh, help raise awareness for farmer suicides in our country, which is actually a major problem, Mark, right? And you won't believe it, Mark, again, fast forward, this year, 2018, we had both of them back on the stage, and guess what? They made a full-length feature film together called Midi Back to the Roots, completely funded by crowdfunding from the Hyderabad community and others, and it's a full-length feature film on zero farmer suicides,
0: right? So say that that again, so zero... Farmer suicides... Suicides. Suicides. What? Really?
1: Yeah, so that movie talks about, you know, hardcore research on why farmer suicides are happening across the country and helping gain awareness. But, you know, the point is that, you know, two wonderful individuals who came and shared their stories on stage went on. And we believe that there is a lot of other intangible conversations and impact. And that's how the community
2: is getting built. And like I said, each of these two incidents have further built communities. And there have been many more such uh, events across the 20, 25 events we've done. So it's been a wonderful journey.
0: This, um, th- this is inspiring and comes at a really good time for me because one of the things I'm curious about is how, how we rally volunteers around a mission that actually makes sense at a local level. When we talk about ideas worth spreading and we talk about this idea of, um, you know, we we, we do all of this work as a team, right? You know, yeah. thousands of hours of, of free work to create yeah. videos that go out and help the world. And uh, you guys have, this this sense of how, how these things are going to affect us locally. And you've got two examples, and I'm gonna guess there's there's probably 20 examples if we spent the rest of the day talking. And, yeah. and that is that has really inspired me.'m uh, I'm, I'm kicking off uh, you know our 2019 event. We have actually have our team meeting tonight. and this this idea of, you know, why are we doing this? and why are we doing this here? And yeah. I know what I am, what's in it for me, but I'm a 25 year Tedster. It's different than someone yeah. who has to, to peel off, you know, uh, uh, maybe a hundred hours this year uh, yeah. to work. And I think that this, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell this story tonight.
1: No, please. I mean, it, it would be an honor to share uh, uh, for you guys to hear about our stuff. I think please go ahead. Please go ahead. And, and do let us know, Mark. I mean, um uh, we'd be more than happy to to connect offline to to help you uh, learn I mean, more
0: this of- is, yeah. i mean isn't this the core of what this show is about is um learning from one another and getting ideas thankfully i get to do this every tuesday have conversations like this and uh and so i'm just listener bear with us we're having a moment here um <laughs> so <laughs> t- tell me um so already I have a sense of how unique it is. But one of these things that that we think about is that while our talk is playing to a local audience, the people in the room, we are still knowing that there's a global audience for that talk once it goes online. So how do you square that, uh, if you will, the mission of this local creating a space for this synergy to happen? And then also guiding this global idea out in the universe. Yeah, help yeah. me understand that.
2: So we largely uh, do that through a very very powerful curation process we have at the back end. So uh, let me say that we start from the theme. You know, so for example, we finished our event for 2018 in September. And as we speak, we are already working on the theme for 2019. That what should the theme be? Because by typically by January, we should have the theme. And by March, we should have the first list of shortlisted speakers. Uh, And then uh, coming to your question specifically, what we work with them, uh, with the speakers, when the curation process starts, is to find that connect between the local story and how we can make that relevant to people outside of the local. So so in the process, we try and find that balance so that the 2,500 people in the room are not the only ones who connect to the topic or to the speaker, but also the millions of viewers who are likely to see it online. How do they find relevance uh, in that topic? And is there something they can take away uh, which might be very different, let's say in uh, Mexico or in in uh, Australia, uh, which they can learn. So we do that to a very large extent through a very powerful uh, curation process. Yeah. And I think
1: and And also, Mark, one of the things that we also realized over the years is that um, you know really bringing out these stories from the local region, uh, unheard of stories, unheard people who are doing amazing work, is been so gratifying because uh, uh, you know we ensure that uh, there is a equal mix. Say for example, we have about twelve to fourteen speakers every year. We ensure at least six of those speakers are from the local region, uh, and also more so speakers who might not even speak English for that matter, but uh, whose lives we can definitely learn from um, and 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 kind of uh, have them on stage to inspire us. So. It's it's all it's it's come into this beautiful mix where we, as Vivek said, uh, looking at what you want to give to the audience, not just at the local but the global level as well. But also we've realized that uh, the most powerful thing comes from celebrating your stories locally, and also you know giving that opportunity and chance for uh, people to like. I'll give you one example uh, of a weaver story uh, of Mr. Chintakindi Malaysia. and here is a weaver who. Was pained by his mother's uh, pr- uh, problem of weaving saris. Uh, he automated the entire aspect. He was the winner of the President's Innovator Award in India, and he he didn't he didn't uh, speak English that well. And he came up standing in front of about two thousand people, and he broke down. Like he broke down initially, and the crowd clapped for him. He regained his composure, and he gave one of the most powerful talks about his story as a weaver and how he's changing the lives of weavers in his community. He got it, the, he, local it was a local language. He got the Padma Shri, of course, he, he was in the process. He got the uh, one of the highest civilian honors of the country two weeks later. But uh, we got to know, yeah, we got to know uh, three weeks ago that there is a movie biopic that is being made on him because of the TEDx talk that he gave.
0: Wow, wow. <laughs> you guys are—you guys are. This, and, is, this
1: and, is, and we are like, what? I mean, it's so amazing. And 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 Mr. Malleshov called, it and he was like so thrilled about it. He said, you know, because I went and shared my story on stage today, people know what I do, and this whole full-length feature film on my biographic life is being made, and uh, we are so thrilled for him. We are absolutely thrilled for him. And and the best part was
2: when he called Wipin to ask, his question was that this happened because of the TEDx stage. So is it okay in the movie if I take TEDx's name? And we are saying, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, don't even need to ask, you know, please do go ahead. So that's how innocent this individual is. He called to ask, you know, that is it okay? Can I tell, you know, somewhere in the movie that this happened because I spoke at a TEDx uh, stage and that's where... You know the journey in that sense of the movie started, and we were both kind of looking at each other, saying, "You know, nobody would call and ask such a question." You know, it's, it's only because here's a he's a person so who's so naive and who's so innocent, but is doing such amazing and fantastic work in his that communities. Yeah, yeah, he's impacting so many people's lives. So,
0: yeah, guys, I I, I know our our listener is just uh, hopefully as inspired as I am with this that. You know, you've had um, how many? You've had fifty-six speakers uh, since you started. I'm going to guess there's probably uh, that many stories. Tell me what the the biggest surprise has been to you. I mean, it sounds like everything's going great.
1: No, no. no. I I wish you know it. You know (laughs) (laughs) I wish life was like that. You know, uh, fifty-six
2: speakers. You know, twenty odd events. Uh, You know, I wish it was all smooth sailing. I think when you talk about the surprise, the the biggest surprise that comes to mind uh, is when we look at our event in uh, the year 2016. Uh, Our event was in the month of September. And uh, typically in India, monsoon season starts in June, July and ends by August. Uh, And hence September is not considered to be one of those months where we will see incessant rains. Uh, We had our event on on a Sunday in September. That Monday, it starts raining and the city experiences one of the worst rains and flash floods. The entire city is is locked down. There are water everywhere. The areas which were considered never to be getting flooded were fully flooded. Some areas were about four feet uh, water flowing on the streets that's how bad the situation was and you know we were sitting and wondering you know what should we do should we go know? ahead with the event or not because we were expecting 1500
0: people to join us on that sunday morning uh, so let me back up just a second so it's the monday before that weekend monday, yes it's the monday Got before
1: it. that's right an entire week of incessant Rain. rains And uh, we were getting calls, Mark, saying that, uh, have you canceled the event? We were like, no, no, no. We're kind of going ahead with it. Uh, You know, all the preparations were under pouring rain. And guess what, Mark? On Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m., like the events at 9, we start registrations at 7.30, 1,500 people were at our doorstep.
2: We had not a single seat empty empty in the hall. And we were just surprised beyond uh, uh, and and it was yeah. it was almost as if God was being kind on us. Three hours, it stopped raining. All fifteen hundred people went into the auditorium. We started the event, and the rain started again. <laughs> so when we broke for lunch, there was rains outside. Yes, but at the beginning of the event, and Absolutely. by the time we finished
1: the event that day, there was no rains. It would have been a disaster for us that morning if it continued to rain because uh, just the logistics of getting all those people in, uh, the parking and, uh, you know, the whole city was a lockdown, you know, no Ubers, no Ola's. I mean, it was, but then they came, that showed the commitment of the community, Mark. It was just a massive surprise for us, uh, but we loved it. Yeah. (laughs) The community
2: just surprised us.
0: When I asked that question, you, you, Both started laughing when I said everything goes smoothly. So let's look at the other side of that coin, which is what's the biggest challenge. So I get it. That was a challenge. Uh, I, we had a South American TEDx where uh, Rosario, I think it was Uh where it started rain and they, the, and their event was outdoors in a plaza and they sent People and they got every umbrella. It was about a thousand people, and they got about every umbrella you could get within a five wow. or six block radius and brought it back. And so the picture I've got for that episode is just this sea of umbrellas. Wow. So TEDx, we we figure it out, right? Uh, yes. We always figure it out. So what's been the biggest challenge for you?
1: Yeah, this year you want to hear. So <laughs> so every year, Mark, what we do is we kind of. Um, we kind of try to push the challenge a little bit of, of trying something new. So this year, uh, it was not tried anytime before in the country, but we built a 300 feet screen this year. Uh, 300 feet wide, wide and a 10 feet uh, high high screen. And it was a panoramic uh, massive screen that we built for the attendees this year. And uh, everything was hanging on a single wire. <laughs> and you won't believe it, Mark. Wire. wire, wire, right? I mean, electricity, it's electricity, right? And you won't believe it, Mark. A three hundred feet screen, just conked off in the middle of the event just before lunch, and I was just oh, staring man. at an empty screen. <laughs> Me and Vivek was staring at an empty black screen because eight hundred feet of that, three hundred feet of that. Okay, and then. Uh, and then the audience, it was pitch black because what happened is the, uh, though we had generators, we had all of the backup and stuff. We were running on uh, generator uh, thing while not on the raw power line. There was a wire that heated up over a couple of days. And quickly, we kind of, you know, just rethought, rearranged, uh, got another small talk uh, in between while the screen came up. But every year, you won't believe it. Uh, we kind of look forward to these challenges sometimes because it's it's not like you're trying to put on a show for people there. I mean, they know why you're doing this. You want you want them to have an experience. And we also kind of tell them that at the beginning of the event, guys, you know, we are here to have a wonderful mind spot today. And, you know, all of this effort is for that. So we have a very supportive community also that looks at some of these challenges that constantly keep popping up. Uh, uh, but st- they still kind of support us because they understand the kind of effort that goes behind all of this so so every year our thought process is that when the attendee
2: walks in at 9 o'clock in the morning into the auditorium we must have a, a jaw-dropping moment the first and moment, the that moment, they moment they see. the, he sees so this year's uh, theme was the 300 feet wide screen which has never happened in India before not just the TED or TEDx community, but it has never happened in any event in India before. So it was the biggest screen produced in India uh, till our event. And that was the I first know. moment that uh, the attendees watched when they walked in and saw a red screen with or a black screen with TEDx logo, TEDx Hyderabad logo on it. So while it looked like a fantastic experience of 300 sc- uh, feet wide screen, Till that moment when (laughs) the power went and we suddenly saw 300 feet of black you know nothing that the audience was seeing and for a few seconds all of us lost our heartbeat but i think within a matter of a few minutes we recovered and we'll
1: share share a picture with you it is is a beautiful uh,
0: i believe now that you you say this i remember seeing that screen in fact Mm -hmm. Didn't you also remind me, did you make a little video that you posted in the Facebook group oh, yeah. that showed the, the construction yeah, remember of
1: everything? The thing, uh, that we started doing. So uh, Mark, you remember, right? So you remember when Ted shifted to Vancouver that year, uh, yeah. the whole uh, uh, auditorium and the seating was built, right? So you remember that uh, time-lapse video that was made? Very inspiring, yes. right? Like,
0: yes, uh, yes, yes.
1: You see them start from an empty floor and then the whole thing gets uh, structured up. So I think, yeah, Ted moved, I think, in uh, 2014, if I'm not wrong, to Vancouver. So, so 2015 was, was the year. And uh, we said, okay, we will start making these time-lapse videos of the first 72 hours before our event. And over the past three to four years, we have this wonderful memories of what happens those three days And every year we do that, uh, inspired by the main TED video that they did for Vancouver. And it's such a joy because we wait for that video. The whole year we wait for that one and a half minute of video that puts those uh, uh, things uh, in place. And we have a great AV team that does that back here, uh, uh, Rasta, back here in Hyderabad. And um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, Mark, we, we do that every year and uh, we have a nice collection of time lapses now uh, as good memories. We only do it for the main event, yeah. And I mean, It just tells people, you know, what it takes because for a lot of
2: people in the beginning when we were saying, this is not just an event, when our first time lapse video went out and when the attendees saw it and they came back and said, okay, now we get it what it takes to build a a stadium because we, we insist on a stadium kind of a seating and usually we do it in a flat screen auditorium, a flat uh, uh, surface. So we actually build the entire uh, seating, which goes, you know, seven, eight feet up (coughs) at the last. So, so then the attendees came back and said, Oh, wow, if this is what it takes, we now understand uh, what you guys
0: put to Create this experience, yeah. and do you show that video at the beginning of the show?
1: No, 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 no. no. We release it on social media, uh, but then it kind of. I was going of, to say uh,
0: someone has to stay up all night editing, right?
1: <laughs> and more
2: than that, the video actually ends with uh, one of us going up on stage and welcoming the attendees. So, so it, it it ends there to say this is
1: how we build it up, and this is how and we welcome. And finally, you we say you know, welcome to TEDx Hyderabad the year, and that's the signature line that we use in the time lapse. Oh, website. I love it. Uh, so I lo- I it comes it. up, uh, and it's beautiful. And uh, it's a post-production video, Mark, usually. It's a post-production video, yeah.
0: Did tell me, you guys have been doing this for three years, and, and before we started recording, you were saying that the licenses popped back and forth between you, and you, you now have a team of 30 people. You've done, what, 23 events, 56 speakers, you, you have a lot of experience. What advice would you give to, I'm thinking of someone who's maybe going into their second year. You know, the first year is like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And, and you figure it out and you learn and you, you resolve that the second year is, you know, you, you kind of fix that, but you make new mistakes. Then you do your third year. So now three years into this, What advice do you have for the community?
1: Mark, the the one advice we would like to give uh, people who are wanting to go into the TEDx experience beyond their first year is to focus on building good teams, Uh, build teams uh, that understand uh, each other internally, and uh, sustainability is what we believe is key for you to be able to uh, grow together as a team and also kind of try out uh, different experiences for the attendees year on year. So um uh, uh we believe uh team building is it, it lies at the heart of of uh, uh anyone who wants to
0: kind of be in this for the long run yeah so let me let me ask just let me uh, excuse me dig into that just a second so you have your core team leaders like for all the obvious teams that you have the the obvious departments if you will do you then have that person is in charge of that team or or how involved are you guys in, in each one of the teams? Uh, i'm uh i'm I'm really enjoying this part of the conversation because it feels like you curate the team much like you curate speakers um, and to to get from seven hundred down to twenty five uh, now how many people uh, so does someone who was working in 2015 goes 2016 2017 uh or rather you start in 2016 uh, how many returning core team do you have? I um I'm I'm just I'm so focused on this team aspect um, in thinking about how do we as organizers can have a sustainable event, you know we're go, we're getting ready to go into our tenth year of doing TEDx and some of you listening, well no 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 I, I'm I'm well thank you but it's it's not me it's it's the whole community TEDx started in in uh, 2009 and so. You know, as we go to 2019, you know, everything is the celebration of the 10th year, the, the TED Summit. Uh, for those of you who haven't applied, I understand there's still a few seats left. Um, going to celebrate, you know, 10 years of doing that, uh, uh, producing this event, you, there, is, there are some challenges in doing that with an all-volunteer workforce. Right. And so I'm I'm really I'm coming to grips with that personally, which is the other thing I like about this show, everybody, is that I'm doing a TEDx myself. And so I I need to learn uh, from all of you. Let me move to um, because this conversation, as I told you guys in the beginning, this conversation might go long. Uh, What are you, you you said that each year you stretch yourself, you do something very challenging. You really reset the bar this year with the 300 foot screen. What does 2019 look like for you? I mean, you're still building the team. You'll have all of that done, but you must have some ideas. And if you want to keep most of it secret, that's fine. But what are you most looking forward to?
1: But Mark, I think we are uh, are going to have you in Hyderabad for our fifth year. So this is a personal invite to you to join us in India next year. We'll 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 talk more about it <laughs> offline. But then, having said that, I'll hand over to Vivek.
2: <laughs> so so coincidentally, the way you know you're looking at uh, this being the tenth year for TEDx, it coincides for us being the fifth year. So Got for it. us, milestone in 2019 is that we would be doing our fifth uh, big event that we would do. So we've you know like you, we've also been extending these invites to Jay to Jay and to Chris to see how we can get the entire TED community and the TEDx community to join us because that's the experience we want to create for our attendees here to say now it's no longer just our city and talks from here going to the rest of the world. How do we bring people from the TEDx community and the TED community to our event? So I think that's one part that we've been working on that how do we make the 5th year a very different experience continuing in our journey of creating a new experience so we've done an event in a moving bus we've done event in a stadium we've done event in in outdoors uh, locations you know so now we are kind of thinking of what next can we do and and crazy ideas keep coming you know one of the crazy ideas we were discussing three days ago when we were doing a women event on, on this Sunday was no event. And, and and I want you to hold this as a secret with you, but there hasn't been an event done with a rotating red dot.
0: Uh, and I love that's,
2: it. that's <laughs> going around in our mind is how do we get to an open stadium with people sitting all around, put a speaker right in the middle and a on a revolving red dot. Red dot. So that's truly hacking the red circle
1: in a yeah. different
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love it how you brought that home. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want uh, I want to see the the uh, the time lapse video when you guys figure that out. Tell yeah. me wow. as yes. we we think about our red circle um, and we come to the close. And, and dear listener, thank you for hanging with us. This is really a. a Every conversation is special. It's kind of like which of your children do you like the most? Uh, but there's sometimes there's an there's an energy, and we certainly got that today. Um, if mm-hmm. I could put you guys on to uh, the red circle and turn it into a magic carpet, you could go to any TEDx in the world. Where would you like to go?
2: Well, we've been we've been um, uh, thinking about that uh, question: that where would we like to go? And. Given the way we have structured ourselves to create a community, impact the, the community, I think one of the events that I have been very impressed with has been the TEDx uh, Sao, Paulo. Sao Paulo run Sao. by Elena. Uh, you know, where they've done an event in a stadium, you know, they have engaged with uh, cab drivers in the city, and they've done some amazing work in terms of spreading the message of TEDx to communities. So I think to me, that would be one of the, the events that I would love to uh, go to besides the fact that it's in Mexico. No, it's Brazil. Brazil. Brazil, Brazil sorry. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, besides the fact that it's in uh, Brazil, but I think I, I would like to go to that event and see uh, and learn because they have done some amazing stuff from what I've seen.
0: Yeah. yeah we're, we're very, very, very excited to have had her on the show. Uh, and mm-hmm. she is, um, extremely humble and loving and passionate and uh, a frequent voice in the Facebook group. For those of you who are listening who do not know or have not joined the TEDx organizer Facebook group, you want to go there. It is the um, speak in talking about community and supportive community. I feel uh, as much a part of that community as I do of any other uh, around, Mm -hmm. I can ask a question when I'm stuck on something and, uh, you know, go and Google and go to the hub and, and learn what I can learn. But, boy, I tell you, we learn from one another, and we also freely give of our experience and our knowledge because we all want to help one another. I, yes. I deeply, deeply appreciate that. Um, so uh, let's finish up with uh, with the hack. And, you know, as, you, as the listener knows, the hack is the thing that you guys do that uh, you know doesn't really cost any money it costs time and energy and intent uh, but it's the thing that has a material impact on the show makes the show more of an experience as you've talked about what would you say that hack is but it's only a sentence got to be a few words because i got to put it on the picture at the top of the show oh <laughs>
1: mm. <Tough> question. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know i finished with the hard one <laughs>
1: Well, the hack has always been for us, uh, to be very frank, um, is to, uh, you know, really uh, make the most of what we have. You know, we have to raise our own funds, right? Uh, We have to raise our own funds. We need to, uh, you know, bootstrap, uh, get some money in, um, you know, manage the expenses. And every year, it's just, you know, we just managed to scrape through uh, with the production costs and stuff and everything. So I would I would say the best hack would be is to make the most of what you have. And it's not always about uh, the glittering stages or the large-scale events. Uh, uh, but I think even if it's 10 people in the room or if it's 10,000, uh, I believe it's, it's to make the most of what you have to give that experience, I think, is the best hack you can give. So... I think, as
2: long as the attendee walks away from the event saying, "I experienced something new or something different, I think that 's uh, the greatest hack uh, that you know we can create, and how do we work together with communities, vendors, and everyone to bring that uh, that experience together yep.
0: guys i uh, i, I couldn 't agree with you more, and i I appreciate that so much with. What's interesting to me in listening, sitting at the center of now almost 90 conversations, is at once how different we all are, and <laughs> how similar we all are uh, in in our commitment to community, our commitment to ideas, our commitment to the experience, our commitment to uh, making a great uh, uh, experience Talk, for yeah. the speakers and the audience and the I mean. All of it, yet we all go about it in so many different ways. Uh, we think about it so many different things. You've, you've given us so much to think about. I'm thinking of Juanita Wheeler and the Wheeler family in Brisbane. Uh, they sit around and listen to the show as a family because they all produce wow. their event, which they they just had last weekend. And then they take notes. So um, I think this is probably a six-page show if we think about all the notes from it. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and uh, uh, good luck to you. And uh, I'm going to check my travel schedule and see if I can find a, a plane ticket to uh, Mark. Khayarabad. You,
1: we will see you in Hyderabad, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in our beautiful city. And uh, well, we 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 thank you on behalf of our entire team. Yeah. Uh, the team is so excited we are doing this show today and we can't go uh, wait to go back and tell them how it went. But thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the uh, show and uh, thank you for doing this for us. It's amazing.
0: Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.